Hi, welcome to Just Common Sense. My name's Brian Harrison. So guys, I've got a couple people on the line tonight. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about, obviously, what's going on with all these allocations against him. Um, Also, I want to talk about uh, the judge, and we're going to talk about this may not be a bad thing in some ways. Uh, We'll go into that in just a minute. So I want to go ahead, and first of all, we're going to say hi. Jerry is on with us again tonight. Say hi. Hey, how's it going? And Jerry gets an applause. And we also got Charles. Uh, Charles, we got you here, Charles Holloway. He is here with us tonight as well. Say hi, Charles. Hello, everybody, and thank you, Brian, for having me on Just Common Sense. All right. Well, there they go. They're clapping at you, too. All right. And I'm Brian Harrison. Hey, guys, give me something. Something at all. They gave you me crickets. Fans to give you the clap? <laughs> no, I got crickets. <laughs> I'm not so popular on the show anymore. It's just you guys. <laughs> no, guys, we're just having fun here. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple things. Obviously, with this going on right now, and if Trump, if he goes, which he will, it looks like he's going to go to court, sometime we're going to say, I would imagine this is going to be probably in not this spring, well, they want to try to get in this spring, maybe next spring even, when everything's really going on. And the purpose of doing all this is it will keep him busy so he can't focus on his campaign because he is blowing everybody off the map right now with his numbers. Now, I want to talk about something. So if when this goes to federal court, it's going to federal court. So that being said, he can actually do something he has not been able to do, relitigate the 2002 elections. That is a big thing right there. So that being said, and I am reading notes tonight because <laughs> there's a lot involved in this. So he has been trying to do this for over two and a half years. Okay. So he can go ahead and they're going to have to pull up all this stuff again. Uh, they're going to have to pull up Arizona. They're going to have to pull up Philly. They're going to have to pull up, you know, um, what else was it? Georgia, Vegas. I mean, some, and even the counties involved. They're going to have to go through all this again to prove that all that was correct. That they said where Trump's saying it's the opposite. Hey, he got ripped off in the elections. And that's one thing they're going to have to do. And he has the right to do this. So that's a good thing. Um, I'm going to see a lot of positive. I'm curious what's going to happen in this. So, guys, what do you think? Let's go with Jerry first. Well, two things. Uh, one, I got to make a slight correction, Brian. Go ahead. 2020 election, not 2002. That but, is correct. Uh, 2020. I am sorry. I have it written down right here, guys, and I do. Well, you had the right numbers, just in the wrong order. That's all. <laughs> the dyslexia kicks in once in a yeah. while. I was reading the time. Yep. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> as, Thank you. as far as what you're talking about, that you know, the, this whole going after Trump, uh, if they haven't realized that he's going to flip the script and take over and make it into, you know, what he wants to be talked about. They have not been paying attention for the last 30 years to Donald (laughs) Trump because he's, he's going to get in that courtroom. And like you said, he's going to relitigate the entire 2020 uh, election and all the inconsistencies, the issues, everything like that, because, you know, now he has something that he never had before. Right. And you mentioned the power of subpoena. Yep. But in addition to the power of subpoena, 
you know, what he's also going to be able to do is he's going to be able to, like you said, draw it into every county, state, you know, every different precinct and everything like that. And he can draw this thing out to a point where it's just going to start getting so long that people are going to have, please, let's just end this thing. Cause all he has to do is go out. There's so many, you know, irregularities out yes. there and you know, that all he has to do is just, like I said, just draw it out and just get into the minutia of every single little one of them. And, you know, he can expose this to, and, and they can't shut him up because he is the defendant and they have to let him have his, Correct. Uh, day in court. Right. And it is Trump. And we know how he is. He's good at what he does. And he will he will take over that room. <laughs> yep. For a long Jerry, time. What, what, For a long time. What you're describing sounds kind of like that scene in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington where they all yell filibuster and he stands yep. up there and talks for as long as he can until he drops. Well, and this will be kind of an ad hoc filibuster. That's a great oh, yeah. point. Yep. So anyway, Charles, what's your thought on all this? Well, I think that Trump is one of the uh, most successful presidents in the history of the United States. And in 2016, right. he was elected because he was an outsider. And um, Americans uh, love outsiders. They hate politicians. They like the outsider. By the way, that's the reason Barack Obama was elected, you know, in, um, uh, earlier. Uh, he was an outsider. So Trump got in the same way. And what's cool is... Trump gets to be an outsider again. Even though he should be an insider, he's an outsider again. Um, I also see Trump as he's like Winston Churchill. Uh, and he's needed right now. Someone like that is needed because we are in World War III. World War III is going on right now. World War III is globalism versus nationalism. It's, it's hyper-centralization versus decentralization. Right. Centralization versus decentralization. It's the super state establishment versus the individual. You know, they want and, and that's the character of World War Three right now. And it takes a personality like Winston Churchill to win a world war. So we're very lucky that we have Trump. What disturbs me is that Trump is the only guy. He's the only one with that uh, charisma and uh, clout and ability on the horizon. If it wasn't for him, I don't know what we would do. Who, who right. would people put their confidence in if not for him? Right. And so I want to say, um, go ahead, finish up. Sorry. I, 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 uh, I, I'm really looking forward to him uh, relitigating the 2020 election. Okay. And one thing I want to say, you brought up something which reminded me of something there, that all these guys that are running right now against Trump on the Republican side let me tell you something. What's his name, Jerry? Ramaswamy? I can't never get that guy. Vivek Ramaswamy. There you go. Yeah, that guy, right. I'm going to say it, that guy is actually supporting Trump. I heard him today. He was out there saying, look, what's going on right now is terrible. This should not be happening to Trump. He even said, I do respect Trump and I respect what he does. And he's running against him. He said, you know, I shouldn't be saying this running against him, but what they're doing is wrong. And he actually said that. So that was nice of him to do. And that's where I'm going with this. You got DeSantis, you got all them right now that should be saying, you know what? We're not going to win. We're wasting lots of money and time right now. Let's just back off this, support this, support this guy right here, Donald Trump, and let's move forward and help him as much as we can. And let's go ahead and do that. And as far as DeSantis, we've said it before, you need to run in 2028. You cannot run right now. You're not doing anything but hurting the party, and you're not helping yourself. And that's a big thing. Now, I do want to talk about Mike Pence, 
Mike Pence. Hang on before before you go, go Pence, okay. real quick. Just go ahead. On on DeSantis. Yes. What he's doing right now is not only hurting you know himself, right? But he's hurting himself for the 2028 election. Yes, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he gets embarrassed in 2024, then nobody's going to want him in 2028. And what he should be doing is, you know, basically, hey, look, I'm running against you, but, you know, let the best man win. And either one of us will be a whole lot better than what we have. And that's the way that both of these guys should be approaching it. Right. But DeSantis is doing more damage to himself for the future, just like Pence well, has basically mm-hmm. assured that he'll never get elected. Right. You know, as a yeah, Republican. But yeah, you know. I have a comment on DeSantis. Go ahead. He's showing himself to be a. A bad organizer. You know, the first thing you got to do uh, to get through the political process and become president is you got to organize a political campaign, and it's continually falling apart on him. So he's green. Yep. He doesn't have the experience uh, right. to um, get through a campaign like this, which also means he doesn't have the experience to be president. Right. Like he could be great. He's great at being a governor. Absolutely. Of like some people are great at running you know, six restaurants in a city, but that doesn't mean they can run Walmart. Yeah. Let me, let me say, let me say one thing with this too, that you were bringing up when it comes to DeSantis. I mean, literally you're right. He's hurting himself and he definitely needs to drop out and support Trump. I was going somewhere else with this too, with him. Um, Oh, I just went completely blank. I hate that when I do that. What was I saying? Charles, you're a, Charles, by the way, is a podcaster. He's with me on this stuff. So, <laughs> but Charles was talking right, about I, this uh, too with him. And really, he definitely is green right now. And okay, that's where I was going. So, when I look at, if, if you look at his social media sites, when you look at DeSantis right now, I see more people out there saying, stop, support Trump. I see it myself. Go check it out on DeSantis's Twitter, all of his other social media sites, I should say. They're out there saying, you need to wait till 2028. And everybody's saying this, but he's not listening. And the reason why he's not is because Charles just said it. He's green. And you know who got him where he is right now? Trump. And that's why Trump was attacking him, because it's like, wait a minute, I helped you on all this, and now you're going to go against me? And I'm the one that actually helped you get you where you were. Or are, I should say. I think there's another factor, too. DeSantis is raising all of his money from really big donors like Goldman Sachs, big companies like that are donating to his campaign and he's right. raised $200 million, I yeah. think. So he's got a lot of money to work with. And when you have that much money, I'm sure he thinks he can pull himself out of the fire. The no. reason they're um, uh, 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 financing DeSantis is because they don't want Trump. These big companies don't want Trump. Because right. Trump is very serious about draining the swamp. And and the swamp creatures, they want the swamp to stay just like the swamp. They got everything just the way they like it right now. They don't want someone coming in and upsetting the apple cart to mix metaphors. And so that's why they're they're pushing DeSantis. But um, DeSantis can't do it. He just doesn't have the skills or the charisma. Come on. Donald Trump is charisma central. Um, so DeSantis is just totally outclassed on that level. Thoughts, Jerry? Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, one of the things to look at that's a huge difference between Trump and DeSantis and, you know, what they're running for. When you look at DeSantis, he's taking this big money from these big donors and everything like that. And, 
you and I have always talked about over the yep. past few years about, uh, you know, what guys, how they sit on that campaign money and use it for other stuff later. But right. here's DeSantis. He doesn't have a fraction of the wealth that Donald Trump has. That should tell people what Donald Trump's uh, altruistic, uh, you know, purpose is. He doesn't need more money. He's not looking for more money. He wants to fix our country. DeSantis, yeah, he wants to fix our country. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and DeSantis, you know, hey, fighter pilot, was in the Navy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a strong track record of sure. being a good American. But uh, he, he doesn't have the experience to be the chief executive of the United States because, like Charles said, even though you're in Florida, that's not the United States. But right now, uh, you know, he is not really qualified, and, and he's trying to get himself set up for life. And, right. I mean, as you all know, once you're the president, you get that paycheck for the rest of your life. And so, you know, here's Ron DeSantis, you know, and at, at 40 years old, even, or 44, I think. And, you know, and, you know, now he's trying to basically become the president, which he'd be, would he be, no, he'd be older than K, JFK, but, yeah. uh, you know, he'll be, you know, if he's the president, then he's going to be one of the youngest presidents. So he's set for life. So he's looking at a personal angle on it, as well as the professional angle. I think he does mean well. Right. But, you know, Trump literally just wants to fix things. You know, Trump wasn't my understanding was Trump was even taking a paycheck. He was uh, donating that money. He was getting paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's proof of that. They, they've even Governor, got the checks showing where they went. Yeah, he has enough money. He's Governor like, forget it. Doesn't get a, the governors don't get pensions for life like the president does. I don't know. I don't know either but if they one. do, it's not I don't think it's the full salary. Right. Wouldn't be, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is you got these people going, oh, yeah, Biden's going to, you know, clean Trump if he were if they were to go at it head to head. Well, Biden's scared because Trump's numbers are so high. And right there, that tells you. And I, w- I want to break this down just for a second, because all these people are out there on the left going, well, Trump's bad. Trump's this. Well, if that's the case, why are Trump's numbers so high? That tells you how many supporters out there are for Trump, and how many supporters out there are against the Democrats right now? Think about the numbers, guys. You Democrats think about that. Numbers don't. If they weren't scared of numbers. Trump, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. Correct. So the That's, numbers yeah, prove I agree. it. I think if the election comes down to Trump versus Biden, uh, an awful lot of people are going to vote for the D. They don't care who's running. They're just going to vote D for Democrat. Other people will vote R for Republican. But what is most likely to happen, I think, is Biden is so unexciting and um, such a problem, a lot of people will just stay home and not get around to voting. And um, it, it really amazes me how evenly divided the country uh, uh, seems to be, Democrat and Republican, when the Democrat right. agenda is just so obviously insane. Right. Well, um, Charles, but uh, you have to remember that a lot of people, when they first registered as, you know, a Democrat, the party wasn't nearly as radical as it is now. And right. it didn't happen overnight. It's taken decades for it to uh, metamorphose into what it is now. And so a lot of these people signed up as Democrats. And since it's been a slow process and it's happened little by little, they haven't really realized it's happening. And, you know, it's, you know, I, one of the a good family member of mine was in Vietnam and he worked in an office. So he wasn't out in the field. And so they had a guy that they didn't 
uh, care for very much who was in a leadership role. So what they did is they all had cubicles. So every two days or three days, they would move this guy's cubicle in about an inch and a half. And the guy didn't notice it. And then all of a sudden, one day, the guy went in there and he's like, what the heck? You know, I can't fit in here. And, you know, he couldn't figure it out. And then the joke was finally, you know, sprung. And that's what's happened to the Democrat Party. People have been moving their cubicle in for decades. And now all of a sudden, some of them are starting to wake up going, holy cow, how did we get here? And, you know, that's what's going on. And I think a lot of them will change. I'm, I'm sort of a news geek. So I watch a lot of news and I keep up on things. I know you guys do, too. But a lot of people are not. A lot of people just avoid the news altogether. So, um, or they only watch the channel that supports what they want. To right? Do. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's right. Well, or they listen yeah. to their friends and believe everything their friends say. We've said this before, and they don't do the research themselves. Yeah. So, one more thing, I do want to talk about Mike Pence because obviously he's running on the <laughs> Republican Party. So he says he's a liar, but I'll say it this Allegedly. way. Allegedly. Yeah, he, Mike Pence, you are a Democrat now. You might as well go ahead, switch sides, go ahead and run against Biden because you're a Democrat no matter what you say. You are now called a rhino. You're up there with a couple of them right now. So you have definitely ruined your career on the Republican side. You are done. You're you're not going to be president. Don't even go there. You're just wasting money and wasting everybody's time. And that's pretty much it. You get put on TV because you were vice president. So that's why you got put on TV. By the way, before I go into any more, did you know our credit rating for the country went down yesterday? Yep. I saw that. Okay. So I want to say yeah, it. The last the three of us are, are news geeks. We knew that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we do our research too. But the last time it went down, guess who was in office? Biden and Obama. Obama. And yet Biden today says it's Trump's fault. Well, then Biden... Whose fault was it last time it went down when you were in office with Obama? What's your excuse there? My point, guys, it's not Trump's fault. They're doing everything they can to deflect their mistakes that they're making constantly, and they're throwing it on Trump. They'll throw it on somebody else, but it's never their fault. You know, I always say this. A real man or a real person, if you make a mistake then you say, I make I made a mistake. I make them once in a while. If you ask my wife, I make them a lot. But, <laughs> but no, that being said, that true, honest people, if they say it, I would respect them more and say, look, I made a mistake. This is, But that's where I'm going with it. But he's made so many, and he's made so many lies. He lies so much, I don't even know if he knows when he lies. It's almost like natural to him to lie. But well, Brian, let's let's not forget that yeah. you're talking about that during the Obama administration was the last time our credit rating right. was downgraded. Yes. Right? But let's not forget that Obama spent his entire eight years blaming the George W. Bush right. administration yes. for everything that went wrong during his. So this is not a new phenomenon. Oh. This is, you know, and, and Biden spent eight years under Obama and uh, also served as his vice president. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, so, you know, I mean, you know, th- that's not a new thing. As he yeah. probably learned that from Obama. Well, yeah. I, I think you're yeah. right, Jerry. That's politics 101. Blame it on the previous generation. Well, yep. that's true. Very true. Very true. Heard it many times, so. especially out of the Democrats. Yeah, I don't see it as much with I didn't see it as much out of Reagan. I didn't see it as much no. out of either of the Bushes. No, it may have happened. I won't I won't say it never happened, but I just didn't see it nearly as much. 
Mm. It's crazy. Well, Mike Pence, um, uh, I understand why Trump picked Mike Pence back in 2016, because Trump was kind of the wild man. And uh, I remember the choice was between Mike Pence and Newt Gingrich. And he picked Mike Pence to kind of balance the ticket out. He needed someone calm and uh, uh, to balance uh, Trump's uh, personality. So uh, uh, I wish it had been Newt Gingrich. I I like Gingrich. Yeah, There was somebody um, else that said what you just said today on the news. I heard them talking about that. You just repeated what they said. That's you're right. I think. uh, uh, But then Trump was stuck with Mike Pence. You know, he picked him. Now he's stuck with him. And uh, Mike Pence is so undynamic. I mean, he makes Mitch McConnell look dynamic. Yep. Um, yeah. But, you know, but to be yeah. fair, though, I yeah. think Pence did a good job while he was vice president until the yeah. last two months. Uh-huh. For what? The last two months? Yeah, the last two months. That's when, you know, after the election, he just kind of was like, okay, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and set myself up for the future here. So I'm not going to really support Trump. I'll just, you know, um, yeah, oh, okay. After after all that happened, okay. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I see. All right, got it. No, the last two months of the administration. Right. I mean, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out where you were going with that. Okay. All you right. Mean after the election. And the yeah. Election. Correct. Uh, Correct. That's what I'm and saying. Biden after was, the yeah, election, right, and all. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I was going to say, well, wait, wait a minute. Okay. Now I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, he kind of stayed quiet. I saw that. He didn't want to get involved. What about the other guys running? You got uh, Vivek. Um, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Um, oh, God, there's I a think, couple of them. There's like quite a few. I like his message, and he supports Trump. He said, uh, hey, if Trump, uh, if I win the presidency, I'll pardon Trump. <laughs> right, but he's not, he's, uh, yeah, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. But the point is, Jerry brought this up. We talked about this a while back ago. I think, like Jerry, and Jerry's going to go there with me. I think he knows Trump's going to win, and he's just going, he's looking for a job. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, you know yeah. what I think of every time I I, I think of Ramaswamy. Who put What's the that? bump in the bump? She bump, she bump. <laughs> yeah, the Ramaswamy ding dong. That's hilarious. That, that hold was, on, hold no, on, I'm hold never on. Get that out of my head when I see him on TV. <laughs> 1959. That song was. I met Barry Mann, who wrote and performed that song. He, ha, ha, hold he's on, a patriot. That guy is very libertarian. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm just saying, as a singer, I've got to do this for you, Charles. You're not going to... Hold on. All right. You'll hear it later. You didn't get to hear it, but basically, you'll hear it later. You just got to sound for your singing ability, and it's not good. All right. <laughs> well, you know, Brian, I, I saw something very interesting today. I cannot with sing. The, uh, I, when I was having lunch, I had uh, yeah. one of the news shows on, and... It kind of, you know, it's it's weird how things have flipped around because DeSantis a year ago would have probably been the lock to be vice president uh, under Trump if right. he had just kept his mouth shut and right. everything like that. And if you remember before DeSantis became that popular, right. do you remember who I said Trump should pick for his VP when he runs? DeSantis? I'll narrow it down. It's a female. Oh. Um... Uh, I know, I know. Okay, go ahead, Charles. Let's see. You know, guess. come on. I never heard you. Yeah, take a, story, guess. take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. Carrie Lake. No, no. Actually, that's a good one too. But yeah. uh, you know, and and I would be okay with that. Christy Gnomes. South that's Dakota. it. Christy Gnomes. Yep. And here's Kelsey the funny Gabbard. thing. Now that DeSantis yep. is kind of uh, imploding, uh, you know, I heard that name Christy Gnomes surfaced again today. 
uh, as a vice presidential running mate. And if you notice, she has stayed out of the presidential race. Yeah. Um, a lot of the candidates are imploding. Like Ron DeSantis is imploding. Nikki Haley went, you know, out the yeah. other day and started talking about how she believes in global warming and, and everything like that. And it was like, and she had just made a great point. But she had just made a great point about, you know, like right. term limits. And then she turns around and goes into the global warming thing. I'm like, okay, I didn't care for her anyways. But, no. you know, so Nikki Haley's done. Mike Pence is done. Uh, Ron DeSantis is done. likes the war in Ukraine too, right? She's a big uh, war hawk. Am I right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 And but then, it's just so funny how these people keep imploding and, and taking themselves yeah. off the, the ticket. And they don't even realize it, it's sort of like one of those movies, you know, where they – uh you know, you have somebody that comes back as a ghost and they don't realize they're dead yet and they still think they're alive. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's how these candidates are. You know, I mean, that Ron DeSantis is like perfect, a ghost. Perfect he does, example. He doesn't realize he's dead yet, you know. Yeah. yeah. Chris Christie doesn't realize he's dead yet. You know what my wife said? Oh, there's another one, yeah. <laughs> he should go back to his Jersey steak and chop house and leave the country. Christie cream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't realize he's dead. Yeah, that's perfect <laughs> image for him. I found out today I was looking some stuff up. I didn't realize Larry Elder is running. Did really? you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. You did? And, and, and again, doesn't really have a chance, but no. like Brian and I have discussed that, you know, he's shooting for a cabinet post and possibly oh, another, yeah. another run at governor of California if he can hold a because he's never really held a political office, and that's one of the things that killed him in California, uh, yeah. running against Newsom. And, uh, well, that and that he's a white supremacist, even though he's black. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> and it's like, but yeah, no, I think Elder's looking for a position and notoriety, and also name recognition. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, because whoever heard of Vivek Ramaswamy before two months ago, three months ago? Yeah, yeah I've never had. Everybody have. knows him. Yeah. And yet you got, you, you, you've seen this before and all of a sudden, I mean, you have people that were going at each other last time, well, the time before when Trump actually became president and all of a sudden he took some people that were going at him and I guess they they worked together quite well. So, I mean, you know, you talk about Mark Rubio. I mean, he was picking on Mark Rubio a lot, uh, during that whole thing. And Mark Rubio ends up, they work together. They, they like each other. (laughs) So you get to see all that. (laughs) They were talking well, about Trump's what? They were talking about hands fences. or something, hand size or something. It was so weird. <laughs> oh gosh, it was funny. I mean, the guy put together the Abraham Accords. Yeah. And now, of all the countries in the world, right. Saudi Arabia is hosting the peace talks for Ukraine. Uh, it, yeah. Guys, let me tell you something. I, I've been to Saudi Arabia. My stepfather took a job as an airline pilot there, and my my mom and yeah. my stepfather lived there. Yeah. I fought there in a war, and I got to tell you something that there is no way that if you'd have told me 20 years ago that Saudi Arabia would be stepping onto the world stage to yeah. be a peacemaker, you know, I would have told yep. you you're drunk, go sober up, have a cup of coffee and call me later. But, you know, it's happening. Oh, yeah. And actually, Israel's building a train line right now. Part of their budget is allowing for a rail line into Riyadh, Saudi Arabia from Israel and there has never wow. been a train that ran between those two countries. And when president Trump flew into, uh, into Israel, yeah. he flew from Saudi Arabia and he was the first ever aircraft to fly directly between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Wow. 
Oh. Yeah, no air cargo. They always had to land in another country first and then go to the other you know, country, their, their destination. And wow. so that's how strong Trump's peacemaking was and his legacy that he's leaving as far as, you know, being able to get people to get along and, and yeah. show forgiveness and mend fences. He was also the first know, per- president. Really he was the first president to be in North Korea, too. Yep. To yeah. actually do that. And we didn't have any problems with North Korea while he was in office, if you notice. Yeah, everybody has heard that old expression, um, uh, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yep, yep. Um, but then Good. Trump wasn't allowed to do that. <laughs> no. He did it very well, but I mean, he yeah. was criticized for doing it by the media. Well, anytime he would say, hey, I get along with this guy, everybody started yelling collusion. Oh, gosh. Right. You know, oh, yeah, Russian collusion, like, it was all fake anyway. Well, no, but even when he said, right. hey, I get along with, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un, oh, yeah. you know, oh, my gosh, you know, he's yeah. he's colluding with North oh, yeah. Korea. And it's, no, he's not. He's yeah. basically trying to build a, a relationship that takes us, you know, a step down from the danger level. Yeah. Which is exactly what you want. He's the greatest peacemaker, I think, in my lifetime. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah. And he accomplished things he that Henry Kissinger couldn't accomplish. Yeah. Hey, you guys know Henry Kissinger is still going. He's like um, Harry Seldon in the Foundation trilogy. He's 101 (laughs) years old now. Hey, do you guys? I want to say something. You guys realize gas prices are going up again? Oh, of course. Uh huh. Yeah. I I heard, I read that uh, Biden uh, is refilling the strategic reserve. This is. Yeah, at twice the price. Yes. Uh Because see, Trump waited until oil prices were down, and then he refilled it. But now the prices are up. Right. He was bragging about what a good deal he got. (laughs) Yeah. That's the kind of president you need. So we're going to another country to get this handled. Yeah, we could do it right here in our own country like Trump did. Well, there you go. And that was a huge thing. We've talked about that on many podcasts. And obviously... We're depending on other countries, which we should not be. They should be depending on us. That's what one good that was one of the many things that Trump did. And God knows he will be back in office, guys. I guarantee it. So, oh, yeah, by I the sure w- hope you're right. Yeah, well, Charles. Um, all right. So I want to talk about this, um, guys. So tomorrow he goes and meets with Judge. Obviously, um, he's going to be arrested no he's not going to be handcuffed he's not going to throw it in be thrown in jail i don't think charles has maybe a different view on this i'll let jerry talk about his view on this but i don't see that happening i see you know him being let go right away and just like he has been through all these other charges and he'll get with his attorneys he'll go to court eventually on this and the judge that's involved in this though is how she's been on the January committee and all this, handling all this stuff with all the people going to prison, which Jerry will talk about that. Um, what is her name? Tanya Chup- Chupkin or something? Chupkin. Yeah, Chupkin. and Chupkin. she is brutal against the January. So in my opinion, though, she shouldn't even be on this. No, so. she's got a major conflict of Con- interest. Conflict of interest uh-huh. big time in this. She shouldn't even be on this. Everybody they're putting against Trump right now, I mean, on this, if it's the judge, if it's, you know, the attorneys, they all have something to do against with the O'Bidens. Um, 
and uh, definitely against Trump and everything. And what happened January 6th really was, I mean, yes, it was bad. Some things that happened, but we already talked about how they left the gates open and it's been shown on videos. And again, the Democrats just cover their eyes like, you know, the little monkeys can't see, can't speak, but it's not evil. It's the evil, you know, <laughs> it's the opposite. They they want to do the evil instead of, you know, just trying to help out here. Um, guys, what's your thought on that? I haven't thought about the three monkeys, see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil in so right. long. But it's the opposite with them. <laughs> they might want to cover their ears up on the truthful ears, stuff. Yeah. They'll cover their ears up on the truthful stuff, hide their eyes on the truthful stuff, and speak no truths. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I've been saying that I that they're going to um, uh, arrest Trump, put him in jail um, tomorrow. Uh, but I was talking to Jerry before we started. He's right. talking me out of that. Yeah, and I was pretty. Well, one thing to think right, about Jerry. too on that, Charles, is that you know if you remember when he went up to New York, the you know, the left wanted to make a big spectacle of his indictment up there with Alvin Bragg and the uh-huh. secret service stepped in and said, absolutely not. You will not touch the man. You will not fingerprint him. You will not handcuff him. You will not take a mugshot. Everybody knows what he looks like. You don't need to take a mugshot. And the secret service stepped in and I believe that they will do that again if they have to. I, I, I personally uh-huh. think it's already been pre-negotiated, but yeah. I don't think that they would allow that. Uh-huh. Because in Secret I Service detail, that's their that's their job. That I mean, they are dedicated to the person that they're serving. My you know, brother, his best friend was the head of Hillary Clinton's Secret Service detail right. when she was first lady, and he couldn't stand her, but that was his job, and he was sworn to protect her with his life. Wow, wow, wow. huh? Well, I suspect that's true. I, I, I just know that the Democrats are so desperate at this, at this point. They'll try anything. Oh, they, they, they would will. want to. Of course Trump. they would. Yeah, they would like If they thought they could yeah. get away with it, they will do it. Right. And if he got locked up and put in jail, you think the you think January 6th was bad? I'm, I, I don't know what would happen out there. You'd have all kinds of uh, people going crazy right, right at that point. I, I, my, I would yeah. assume. I would assume. And it would be crazy out there. I mean, people There'd are There'd be a lot talking. of people eating popcorn and watching. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, I'm hearing all kinds of stuff out there. I'm hearing people talking. People have been talking about it for years, though. Jerry and I talked about this last night. People are talking, you know, civil war, revolution, all this type stuff going on. Will it go on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what would happen, but I'm sure I think a lot would happen if that happened. Being put in jail, you might see some civil yeah. unrest. Yeah, you would see some I don't know how far it would go, but I, I think don't it would know start. either. Yeah, I think it might be worse than January 6th. I don't know. Well, I know that if they if they put Trump in the more they pile on the indictments, the more popular he becomes. Exactly. Because you know what? Americans love the underdog. Yep. You know, Trump is like Rocky. It's true. You know, he's the underdog. He keeps you know, getting back up. Title. Yeah, and, and he keeps fighting. Jail, it's going to drive out the pro uh, pro Trump vote. It's just going to drive people to the polls because yeah. People will see if he, if he's in jail. People will see that the constitutional republic that was set up by the founding fathers is dead. So why not yep. vote for a guy in jail? What's there to lose? You know, if exactly. Loses, yeah. You're just, you're just going to get some stuffed shirt that they're going to put in there anyway. So there's nothing to lose. 
So the worst thing they could do is put him in jail as far as his well, Your Rocky analogy is hilarious because yeah. all I've got in my mind now <laughs> is a picture of Trump with a black guy in his mouth open going, Melania! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Melania. <laughs> Adrian! Uh, <laughs> Americans love an underdog. That's part of the character of the country. And he comes out yep. fighting, and he'll win again. <laughs> they yep. also love an outsider. And the reason Trump won in 2016 is he was an outsider. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. And, and that's also the problem, because he's very sincere about draining the swamp. And the thing is, I think they know that if he wins again, he knows where all the skeletons are in the swamp. He knows well, and he them. will not allow people to, right. uh, you know, basically pull a fast one on him like they did last time. Last yeah. time he just said, "Man, I'm going to work across the aisle. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to, I'm going to kumbaya and have the left and the right holding hands and singing around the campfire." And yeah. you know, and so then what happened was uh, those people turned around, and stabbed him in the back, and yes. by that time it was too late for him to do anything. And you know, this time he's going in and he's going to go scorched earth and. You know, every single person is gone. You know, I mean, there will be nobody left over. Hey, you know, his famous tagline, you're fired. Yep, uh-huh. exactly. You know, I, I saw there's a video out there, guys, and um, I saw this when Trump was president. He was in the White House and Chuck Schumer and him were talking. And it, I think he was talking about letting the uh, government close. Um, he was sitting there going, I will let it happen if you don't give the American people what they want. He was going after Chuck Schumer on this. And Chuck Schumer just kept shaking his head. And Trump was standing up. And that video wasn't even supposed to be seen, but it was seen out there. And he was, at, and go look it up, guys. It's out there. And he's actually defending the American people, not himself. He's defending against Chuck Schumer what he's not capable of doing. And that's why Chuck Schumer hates him so much for many reasons. But he went right after these people, right on camera, and said, This is about the American people. I will let the White House shut down. I'll let all this, the government shut down is what he said, just to prove a point. And, of course, it didn't happen. But that being said, well, did it? It didn't. No. But anyway, what happened was uh, that was about it in the video. That's what I wanted you to do. Guys, go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Trump was backing uh, the America up. And that's something that... These politicians don't do. You know, I want to talk about Kevin McCarthy again. Um, you know, right now there's so much evidence against the Bidens right now. And, I mean, you've got the whistleblowers. You've got uh, all these people out there that are coming out like crazy right now. There, There's more and more. And enough's enough. Start the impeachment procedure on this. Yep. Even though it won't go through. My, it won't go through it because the Democrats are going to stop it anyway. Just, you know, but they will. They'll stop it. However, Biden will be impeached just like tr- they said Trump was. All they're trying to back that up. I hope he does. Um, but that being said, <laughs> Biden will be impeached and it's going to be on his record next time he, when he's running in 24. And People well, look and Brian, it's like you and I yeah. talked about last yeah. night. They also need to go after yes. some of the people around it. Exactly. You know, impeach Mayorkas. You know, yes. impeach Christopher Ray. Yes. They need to throw these people out. They're not doing yeah. their job, and actually, they're counter to doing their job. Yes. And those people need to be thrown out. Yes. And you know, um, actually, they were and talking. Garland. 
Correct. And, oh, he's actually going to meet with the House, I think, uh, next month, I believe, or next week, two weeks, something like that. They got they got him going into the House. They're going to drill after him. They're going after him. So, um, but that being said, that, yeah, they were talking about that on the news. And the same thing you just said, Jerry, they were saying they need to impeach these people, and they were going around it just saying who, and they were the same people Jerry just said right there. So there you go. See, Jerry thought of this. They listened to the podcast last night, Jerry, and they were saying it today. See what you did, Jerry? You're the one we're that We're amazing, this. Brian. <laughs> it was yeah. you. I think they ought to, instead of impeachment, they ought to just declare the White House a uh, an assisted living facility. <laughs> no, because then they'd get more government funding. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Not the White House, and you know, the Capitol building, an assisted living facility. But, you know, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, we always we hear the differences between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And there are so many video clips of Joe Biden saying racist things. Yes. About not wanting his kids to go to school in a uh, racial jungle. Right. About him saying that you had to have a slight Indian accent to own a 7-Eleven and uh, uh, <laughs> poor kids are just as smart as white kids. And I mean, just all these different things that. Uh, he has said, and, and you know, it's kind of funny because a couple of years ago, my friend Matt and I went to the uh, launch of the Dan Forrest for Governor campaign, and one of the people I was fortunate enough to meet there was a guy by the name of Clarence Henderson. Now, Clarence Henderson is not a household name, okay? Right. But Clarence Henderson was one of the Woolworth lunch counter protesters in Greensboro, North Carolina. Right. Oh. And I got a chance to stand around and talk to Clarence because yeah. my friend Matt and I stuck around after the event and Clarence was just standing there and we're just over there talking to him and hanging out with him. And Clarence is like this ultra conservative. Yeah. You know, he, he's on the right. And it's so funny because, you know, the people that have not lived off the government dime and the people that right. have pulled themselves up and gone to work and, and made their own way and everything like that, that's how most of them are. And it's like, so here's this guy that, you know, I mean, you would think, oh, he's got to be, you know, a Democrat. No, he wasn't. And it was, it was kind of interesting because mm. he got up and during the event, he got up and gave a speech. And I was shocked because I was like, why is this guy here? And then I started hearing him speak. And right. so all these people talk about how Trump's a racist. But it's really funny because if people would actually listen to what Biden says and what Trump says, yep. they couldn't be further from the truth. And those guys are uh, diametrically opposed as far as how they treat races. Yeah. And I actually have seen that video. I've actually posted on Twitter several times and some of the other social media sites out there. And, you know, it's so funny people that there were a lot of people that liked it, but of course the Democrats were going, well, that's, that's, that's made up. That's not real. I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, tuck it out of context. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what context should it have been in? Uh, well, you're twisting my words. <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah well it's that's true in the um uh, civil rights movement during the uh the 60s what they wanted was um equal opportunity but they didn't want favoritism you know, Martin right. luther king they were talking about equal opportunity oh yeah uh, malcolm x said the same thing he wanted equal opportunity actually he wanted you know uh, an entirely separate community didn't want to didn't want government handouts the truth is, a lot of those 60s protesters, I've studied that era, Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin and um, Tom Hayden, those guys, if they were around today, they would be libertarians. Because one thing that they were very clear on, 
the uh, the government was not your friend. Correct. Uh, right. Yeah, they were very oriented to, uh, towards individualism as opposed to you know centralized control. All right, back to uh, this one thing we're going to talk about with this uh, judge and everything that's going to go on. You know, they were talking about this. This would go, if it goes on and on, it could be appealed and appealed, and it would go to the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court's just not going to, they're going to shoot it right down because they don't want to get rid of Trump, especially somebody that's going on, you know, 79 years old, 80 years old at that point. And the problem is it's going to go on past the elections and that's all they want. They really just want to push this thing and keep going with it because they don't want Trump in the elections. They don't want him as president. That's part of what's going on here with this too. Well, they've already filed motions to try and have him ineligible to campaign until his case is settled. Correct. And there was a court that came out and said, no, 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 you can't do that. That's, that's not, constitutional it's not so they shot that down and so uh he is going to be allowed to campaign but the one motion was to try and uh not allow him to campaign and it's like oh come on yeah that they wouldn't even care if he was guilty at that point if he couldn't run yeah yeah uh-huh i remember that they were talking about the gag order yeah exactly it was like just about a month or two ago oh yeah mm-hmm. hey guys do you know biden's uh, on vacation for another week now Oh, good. If he's on vacation, he can't do any more damage. And he can't yeah, he fall. can. <laughs> well, actually, uh, yeah, he was out there laying, uh, laying out there, and basically um, I was hoping a seagull would go over him and uh, basically uh, crap on him. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that would be hilarious. Do you think Biden will actually, uh, make it, will actually be the nominee, make it to the election? Or are they going to replace him with Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or somebody? Uh, you know, that's a great question, yeah. Charles. And um, I don't know who they would replace him with, but, I, you know, they've got to be thinking already of who they're going to, you know, to run if he yeah. either can't run or they don't want him to run. And they, they I guarantee they've got yeah. a backup plan of who they're going to throw him. But I think Newsom's a little too radical. Yeah, he's yeah. good looking. He speaks well. You know, he has good hair, you know, everything like that. But, um, you know, I just, uh, I think he's even too radical for a lot of people on the left. Yeah. He's such a failure in California. It would be easy to discredit him because just look at California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, California's a wreck. Everybody's leaving California because of him. It's a wreck. They're coming here. Well, you know, and then we could talk about Kennedy is running over there right now. I mean, I'll say it. I mean. Oh, that's true. We haven't talked about Kennedy. No, we'll talk about him. Yeah. I like him, but with that voice, he'll never get elected. Right. I like him. Oh, that's too bad. What happened to his voice? Does anybody I don't know? know. I really don't know. I, I never don't, know. but it, it, it's so funny because Americans are so materialistic. Yeah. Uh, there was a statistic a few years ago, and I, I don't remember, but every single president in the, the 20th century had been above a certain height, and they had always been the taller of the two candidates. And oh. I... I I can't remember. I think that Obama was the first one to buck that trend when he beat Romney. Right. And, uh, but it was like every single one in the 20th century had been the taller of the two candidates. And so that's why, you know, I mean, when you look at a guy like Newsom, you know, if Newsom was running against, you know, say, you know, Ron DeSantis, yeah, Newsom's taller. And it's like, and so, you know, there's going to be a certain number of people that just look at that and they lend something to the fact of, a physical appearance. That's why you don't usually see 
unusually unattractive people running, even though they could be the smartest person in the world. You know, uh-huh. it's like, but the American public wouldn't vote for him. Uh-huh. Right. Um, let's so talk- I'll never be president. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, hey, I got good hair. <laughs> Yeah, you well, do. see, I don't have hair, and I'm ugly, so that's a, that's a two strike right there, you know. Jeez, <laughs> well, I didn't say that. Uh, radio. So let's talk about Jack Smith, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Yeah, I, I don't know where they dug him up, and I don't know what he's thinking, but the charges that he's bringing don't make sense. Not and at all. somebody just showed one of the videos today of Trump on January sixth saying now let's go peacefully and you know voice our opinions right you know and it's like there was nowhere where he is inciting and frankly the violence had already started happening at the capitol before he even finished speaking right so i just don't know i think their whole thing is to just keep tying things up and and trying to get him to spend himself dry with his campaign funds and defending himself right well, they, you know, they, ooh, wherever he came from, they they found the perfect Bond villain. I mean, this guy looks like Frankenstein. I take a look. At oh, him, yeah. Stiff. I go, this guy's got bolts in his neck. Looks like Igor. Oh, yeah. Igor. Igor. <laughs> uh, for those of you kids out there, go look up the classic horror movies. They were great. <laughs> but by the way, oh, Jack true. Smith, they said, has lost a lot of cases. He's never been that great. So he has lost a lot. Look that up too, guys. He's lost a lot. Yep. So he's like, I don't know where that. they, why they got him. Probably because he's desperate and he'll say, oh, and he's going, I'll do anything you guys tell me to do. You want me to go after him? I'll do whatever you guys tell me to do. And that's what they did. Oh, absolutely. Biden probably, he's, ring, what, ring. what he's looking yep. for is he wants to be the next attorney general. Right. Biden probably said, here, I'll give you this, uh-huh. this, this, if you do this, this, this. What's your thoughts on that? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Boy, the next attorney general. What a scary thought. Wow. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, I mean, what better way to do it than guarantee that Biden doesn't have an opponent in 2024? And, you know, then if Biden wins, you know, it's like, hey, Merrick Garland's not a young guy. And you you just tell Garland, hey, look, man, you know what? I just found your replacement. So, you know, when when we're done, you know, you can just go ahead and say, hey, I've had a good ride. And, you know, oh, who are we going to pick? You know, know, I've got this great candidate, a guy named Jack Smith. And, you know, I mean, these people that they surround themselves with, Merrick Garland, Jack Smith, yeah. they look like the very same people that Hitler surrounded himself with. Absolutely. You know, in, the, in the 1930s. The well, to Brian's point about Jack Smith being a failure as far as yeah. a, a litigator. Yes. Uh, now, when I say failure to a degree, because he has right. done some impressive things and reached a pretty high level. But yeah. Merrick Garland well, was a, a lot failed of failures. Supreme Court justice, you know. Yeah nominee and so you know so here's biden taking all these people that have failed and he's putting them in his administration you know i mean pete Buttigieg failed to you know be a successful candidate you know merrick garland failed to be a good supreme court justice and what trump did was trump took winners trump took people that had risen to the top of their profession and put them in and that's one of the differences and hopefully that message gets out in this next election cycle. Yep. Can I have the floor for yeah. a minute? I'm going to say something because I want to talk about this. Um, I want to talk about Biden and Hunter Biden. There's a reason why I'm going here. Give me a minute on this. Um, so I've heard a lot of people out there talking how great Biden is, how great the family is. You know, 
And that's, of course, the Democrats. Now, let me tell you guys something to Democrats, and I'm going to tell Biden this, too. I've actually, sp- I've actually said this on Biden's social media sites right to him. I've, te- I've, I've sent these messages out over and over, and I said, you know, my father, a great, I'm going to talk about my dad. My dad was a great dad. Uh, did, I mean, he served in the military. He was in law enforcement. He was a great father. Everybody loved this guy that would that met him. Good sense of humor and everything else. And you know what? We never got into drugs. We never got into any of that stuff. But yet you look at Biden as a father. If he's a father, he's a father figure. He's a father. Well, how can you respect somebody when his son is showing hookers, uh, crack pipes, and he's still doing this, the cocaine in the White House, which we all know is a bunch of BS. I'll say it. We know that's Hunter Biden's. I'll say it. It's got to be Hunter Biden's because who else would it be? The You know, the Secret Service. Kicked they out of know. the military. Yes, kicked out of the military, a disgrace there. I mean, honestly, and look at him to this day. Is he doing anything? No. And look at all the stuff he's done that they're proving right now and everything else. And for Joe Biden to sit there and say, yeah, I'm a great father, I'm a great this, and I mean, just to go on and on and on, you know, that's the what we want to lead this country. We want someone to lead this country when their own children act like this, or his child, I should say, well, he's grown up now, but even back then, um, I'm sure he was a hellion when he was a kid and a problem, and now look at him as an adult, he's still a nightmare and a problem. He's a crack addict. I mean, let's just say it. He is a cracked addict. And, you know, yeah, but Brian, to your un- point, and let's, well, Joe Biden no, says Hunter right. Biden's the smartest guy I've ever met. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's a, an idiot. I'll say it. And to get into this whole thing, too, also, I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, you just talk about this whole thing, watching his son with hookers and all. And that's why Marjorie Taylor Greene brought this up. She did it, she showed the pictures. You know what? All they could do is talk about the porn stuff instead of talking about human trafficking because it was a shock that she put those pictures in there. You know what? The pictures already were covered up. They were blurred out even to them and you know when they were going over this in the House and Senate, or in the House, I should say. And those things were covered up. And she was proving a point. It's, it's called shock fact to say, oh, my God, and to wake up and say, look what's really going on. And the Democrats couldn't see it. They can't see anything. They got blindfolds on. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I've spoken to Democrats before in person about things. I'm showing them a video. Here's the proof right here. And and they're sitting there going, well, that's not actually. It's right there. What more do you want? I'm showing you the evidence and proof. Why is that the case with Democrats? Go ahead, guys. I don't know. But in contrast, look at Trump's kids. Yeah. Talk about a successful family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jerry? Well, you know, the the one thing that it's kind of ironic that it turned out at this point, but, you know, for decades, I was 100% on the money. Uh, For decades, the Democrats' kids, while they were in office, were model kids. And. The Republicans' yeah. kids were wild cards that you never knew what was going to happen. And mm-hmm. so, like, you go back and, you know, uh, Reagan's kids, his one daughter was, uh, you know, a real wild mm-hmm. uh, person that, you know, uh, was, you know, somebody I wouldn't have left watching my children. And I'll just put it that way. Right. And, you know, and then but then you look at Jimmy Carter, you know, well, his daughter was real young. She was a sweet little girl and everything like that. 
And it's like, and then you go to George Bush, and Neil Bush was Jimmy, Jimmy involved Carter, in the Jimmy SNL Carter, scandal. Remember, yeah, he had. He, remember, he had his brother Billy Billy Carter. Yeah. Well, Billy, yeah, but I mean, they're kids. Yeah, they're, they're, they're actual kids. kids. Yeah. And Chelsea right. was a good kid, you know. I mean, under the Clintons, and yeah. you know, and yeah, then George yeah. W. Bush's daughter got caught smoking pot, and yeah, I mean, and it's like you know, and it's like the Obamas' kids were good kids, and it's like. You know, so Trump was actually the first Republican since I've been old enough to vote whose kids are actually good people. All right. And, you know, I mean, and it's like, so it, it's just kind of odd how that happens. And now yeah. the guy that had the good kids, the guy that was a successful president, Charles, I fully agree he's the best president of our lifetime. Uh, you know, I mean, he's the one that they're going to try and keep from becoming president again because they don't right. want him to drain the swamp. Right. Right. Trisha Nixon, she was a good kid. Wow. Thanks for pointing that out, Jerry, about the other kids, too, because I did not know that. Yeah. And it's good to know. And um, so anyway, Hunter Biden, and you're a good guy, apparently. Hunter Biden's an adult, uh, a fully grown adult with these problems, though, and yeah, he still doing it. In the, still in the, doing it. You know, he had a, a famous rich dad. You know, I, I come from California, and I knew a lot of um, sons of uh, movie stars and TV stars. I knew some of them. And, right. Um, uh, there's a syndrome when you're second-generation fame or money. You just kind of think you are somebody. You know, you yep. have, well, I just am important because I'm the son or daughter of whoever it is. Yeah. And, um, and if you're a strong person, you can overcome that. Hunter was not a strong enough person to overcome it. No. Hunter was handed everything to him from his from the big guy, his dad, the big guy. Yeah. All right. Anything else tonight, guys? Because we are running on almost an hour. Yeah, I just want to say that this whole thing is, uh, you know, that this whole thing against Trump is an obvious indicator that they're scared to death of running against Trump because if they didn't think he would win. They would just say, why bother? Why take the time? Why even give him the extra press? And so the fact that they are pushing this hard to uh, eliminate Trump from the race right. tells you that they know that he's a real threat to them in the election. Right. I I'm gonna, they're running scared. Yep. I want to say agree. something, and we're going to have Charles say something in a minute here. So I do want to say I'm in agreement with everything you guys said here tonight. Um, I 100% why did it take two and a half years to come up with all this stuff? It, I mean, literally two and a half years because they wanted to throw this all into the election while he was running. That's a huge part of this mess right now. And it's it, they're taking away the votes by doing this. They're actually trying to take away the votes. I talked about this, trying to take away your First Amendment rights, taking away the votes from the American people that have all these high numbers right now, all these polls up on Trump right now. And you know what? That's why they're doing it now, because... Two and a half years ago is when they should have done, or two years ago minimum, or at least at that point. But right now is why they're doing it, because they're trying to take away your votes. Charles, we're going to talk about Charles. So Charles is going to talk here for a minute. He is a podcaster. He does want to go ahead and give you his website and some information. So go for it, Charles. Oh, I just wanted to plug my um, uh, Substack site. It's called Thinkopolis. Thinkopolis is a micro-podcast. Every episode is only, you know, it could be as short as two minutes long, never as long, longer than five minutes. Um, and uh, the Substack site is called Thinkopolis. It's, a, um, it's about the events 
people and oddities of Western civilization. Western civilization is under attack these days, and I'm a big fan of Western Civ. I think Western civilization is the greatest thing that ever happened to humanity. Uh, so uh, Thinkopolis is all about uh, lauding uh, Western Civ. Uh, check it out on Substack, Thinkopolis. That's All right. It. That's my plug. Thanks for letting me do that, Brian. You are welcome. So uh, one more thing I want to say to everybody out there. Go to my website, www.justadashmarkcommonsense.com. Please scroll to the bottom of the website. Please go to my YouTube channel, my podcast. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I am on Truth. I am on Rumbo. Rumbo. Roomba, Roomba. I keep saying the vacuum cleaner, Roomba. Uh, I, I always make fun of that. Well, that I always sucks. want to say that. We've done that so many times, Jerry. <laughs> I always make fun of it. Roomba, you're on Roomba. Roomba, I know. I am on Roomba. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, Bungino. <laughs> I am on that as well. I am on. I am on the dreaded evil TikTok too. Just because my name gets out there, I do talk a little bit there. Um, so guys go check it out. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm on Facebook as well. I am getting a lot of followers every day. My, uh, numbers are picking up like crazy with all these people. I'm probably getting about 20 to 30 people a day, uh, coming at me right now. And it's been crazy. So guys, check it out. Go down there to the bottom of the uh, webpage. You can see my email. Please email me. I will go ahead and try my best to answer the emails. I've answered a few, quite a few already. But please do so. And guys, if you have any, any questions, just ask me there. Now, as always, I want to thank our law enforcement for everything you guys do out there. You guys are awesome. I do want to thank our first responders for everything you guys do out there. I also want to thank our uh, truck drivers as well. And military, I do want to thank you. Uh, Am I missing anything? Oh, farmers as well. Am I missing anybody, Jerry? Not that I can think of. All right. Yep, I always ask because Jerry's caught yeah. me once in a while. Jerry has caught me in once in a while missing somebody, and I never want to miss those guys because those guys are very, very important to this country. And God bless you guys, and thank you for everything you do out there, especially, uh, well, all of you. But I know the law enforcement right now, they're being told a lot of them to do certain things in certain states, and they're not happy right now because what's going on in Illinois, we talked about it last night where – the governor up there is saying, hey, you know what? We'll go ahead and take illegals. You guys can come on up here. We're going to make you into police officers. Well, that That's is insane. It is insane to have yeah. somebody who breaks the law to enforce the law who's not even legally in this country, who's not a U.S. citizen. And, guys, look it up. This is true. And this is absolutely crazy. I was thinking it was fake. Uh, Jerry sent it to me originally. I'm like, oh, this is fake. I actually sent it to our former Wake County Sheriff here. I'm friends with him. He looked at it. He thought it was fake at first. And then we started all researching. We're like, oh, my God, it's true. So Jerry did his research, as always, and he was right on it. And he, uh, he, I should know not to question Jerry because he's usually right. Uh, so, again. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Jerry. He, hey. Oh, my God, you came back from the grave. He, I thought he passed away, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> that jerry did <laughs> oh my gosh am i talking to oh my god i'm talking to jerry springer and i'm talking to Wee herman on the other side right <laughs> charles i'm just kidding uh, wow, don't kill me guys i can i don't think i'd be comfortable sitting no. between those two guys 
Not me either. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Pee Wee Herman obviously just passed away, but and that was, you know, it's sad. I don't want to see anybody passing away. But, uh, guys, just uh, want to thank you for listening, and I do want to thank our uh, everybody out there. And, I, again, God bless you. God bless America. Take care and have a great evening. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back in a few days.